now entered. You have now entered the Now Girl Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Now Girl Podcast, your weekly dose of encouragement and girl boss talk. If you haven't been in the holiday spirit, I hope that you have gotten a whiff of it by now. (laughs) We are two days away, which means we are, what, nine days away from New Year's Eve? I still cannot believe that time has flown by this fast. Today's episode is basically going to be a sequel of last week. Last week, we talked about unhealthy and toxic money habits leading to unhealthy and toxic relationships with money. This week, we're going to talk about some practical steps to actually begin to change that narrative. Just for some background info and context, I've been in the finance education business arena for about eight years now by way of my dad. So shout out to him. I leaned heavily into credit repair for years before 2020, but I made it into a business in 2020. That is something I no longer do, but I will address that later. (laughs) Um, The strategies we're going to talk about in this episode are things I've done, still doing, or have at least tried and gotten a win. Take Take what's useful to you, take what you need, and throw out what you don't. I know we're all starting from different points on this financial journey. Number one, let's talk about how I categorize my income. Anytime income is coming in, 50% goes to my needs, my bills, 30% goes to my wants or entertainment purposes, shopping, stuff like that. 20% goes into savings, emergency savings, medical savings. You can split that up into sub savings accounts if you need to i know we're all at that age where we're off our mother's amazing insurance plan so you need to make sure that you have the medical savings that has become so crucial but yes this gives me the opportunity to see the money and move it around as needed instead of getting the money and then spending it on bills and then i start to lose my mind because i'm like oh my god i'm not just living to work and pay bills (laughs) like it's just It's a whole emotional thing. So this strategy brings the emotion out of saving for me a little bit. Now, I've heard about this method and tried it plenty of different times throughout the years, but it didn't really start to work for me until I started putting the funds in different places. Having everything in my checking account is just asking for me to go on an impulsive spending spree. (laughs) I don't know. Is that the same for y'all? When you see it all there, you just like, I got this amount of money. But when it's spread out, you forget about some and like you just know where everything is, but you forget about the amounts. So I would say look into creating some extra sub accounts with your current bank banking account. So like your main savings account, your shopping savings account, your quarterly or yearly travel account. Dip those percentages into those different places so you won't get excited (laughs) and think you have extra money to spend these categories won't be the same for everybody these should go according to your lifestyle wants and needs and financial goals that leads us into number two actually setting financial goals have y'all seen that post that says i love when people think i'm 18 or 19 nah auntie pushing 30 (laughs) that is so funny to me but seriously though as the birthdays keep rolling by the financial goals 
definitely changed. I remember when I was just trying to save a thousand dollars. Now I'm thinking about the best life insurance policies and how to diversify my portfolio for investments. What is the best long-term investment for me, short-term investment for me? Things change. So you really have to identify what your goals are. You be, you may Still be needing to get the credit together, work on life insurance or health insurance, learn more about a trust. If you're starting to accumulate assets and you have children, wherever you are is fine. Just identify that and create some goals. I generally like to set mines by the quarter. So quarter one, January through March, what would I like to have done? Quarter two, April through June, quarter three, July through September, quarter four, October to December. For the most part, just one of the tips that I use, I try to put my biggest financial goals, like my stamps of the year, towards the last quarter. I might subconsciously do this because my birthday is in the third quarter, but you want to Well, for me, it works for me to knock out some of the small things and set the goals for building throughout the first two quarters and then quarter three, quarter four, do those big purchases and close the year out with a bang that is going to set you up for the next year's first quarter. This helps me to not be overwhelmed. We all have big goals as we should. Sometimes we just need to break them down some to make sure that we see it all the way through. Number three, accumulating different streams of income. (laughs) All right. Now, we know there's a million side hustles you can look into. Instacart, taking surveys, whatever it is that they be putting on YouTube. But knowing me, I'm going to tell you to start that business. I'm going to tell you to start that thing that you can't stop thinking about. Turn that natural passion or side hustle into an opportunity for you. If you don't already know, I'm a business girl. I am a planning girl. I need to see steps and I love to I love to make steps for myself in front of me so I can make sure I'm doing one, two, three, cross it off the list. So the first practical step in starting this business is creating a business plan. That's getting all your thoughts and questions onto paper, writing it down so you can clearly see it. If you follow the Now Girl podcast on Instagram, there is a business plan workbook in the link in the bio. That clearly guides you from idea to execution mode seamlessly. Secondly, figuring out your business structure. I feel like a lot of the times, a lot of people may hold off on starting businesses legitimately because they think they need an LLC. You do not need that to start. You guys can look into what's called a DBA, which is short for doing business as. You file that document once in your county and you're legit for a few years. I know in Alameda County, it's like once you foul, you're good for five years, but check with yours if you're somewhere else. This takes away from that yearly tax that's mandatory if you have an LLC. Mandatory. You cannot skip out on that. Next is getting your EIN, which is free. Just go on the IRS website and grab that if you don't already have one. And with these three elements in your talent, you're now operating a business in your county, state or city, wherever you are or whatever level you file on. 
that you can now offer your services through. Last but not least, building out your credit profile. As I mentioned before, I do not take credit repair clients any longer, but I will always try to be a resource for my folks. As I maneuvered through the business end and business started to grow, I realized that there was a much bigger gap in the actual education of credit and how it worked. Sidebar, if you are not following the Now Girl podcast on Instagram, go ahead and do that. There is a free beginner's guide to credit repair in the link in that bio. If it's useful for you, grab it. Number two, if you are actually needing credit repair services, go ahead and follow Allie Consulting on Instagram. She is officially taking credit repair clients and she is amazing. I know for a fact she will not lead you guys astray. Okay, let's get into some credit profile building tips. Let me try to paint a picture of what a perfect credit profile actually looks like. You will have 100% payment history, less than 9% credit card utilization overall, no derogatory marks, a pretty lengthy credit history, at least having some account positively reporting in your possession starting at two to three years. And you also want to have 10 or more positively reporting accounts and zero to two hard inquiries reflecting on the credit profile. This is a perfect credit profile. This is like seven mid 700s and up. Now I'm going to explain what each of those points meant. So 100% payment history, that is paying your cards on time or before the statement date so it can reflect at the next time your um, credit report comes out. Less than 9% credit card utilization overall means don't max out any of your cards and use 30% or less of the amount that each card balance holds. So I know we hear the 30% thing a lot, but that's for each individual card and its balance, not overall. If you have a 30% credit card utilization reporting on your credit report, you gotta pay some of that down. It gotta get to 3%. It gotta get to 9% or less overall. No derogatory marks. It's just no collections. Don't let those accounts go to collections. Yes, the collections can come off once they're there. But at that point, you're playing a waiting game. It's not a rush job and it doesn't happen overnight. When I say lengthy credit history, that means those accounts, even if they're closed from 5, 10 or 15 years ago, keep them there. It shows that you've been responsible over that account for X amount of time. So even if they're closed, they're not harming you. Now, you have a credit mix, which entails the different types of credit accounts that you have, whether it be your mortgage, your Nordstrom's card, your standard bank or credit card. You need 10 of those accounts to at least be reporting at once in great standing. Again, this is according to your current financial state and lifestyle, Please don't go out and start applying to a bunch of different things that you're not going to keep up with at this point. This could be a part of your financial goals, though. If you're starting from scratch, a financial goal could be to begin to build it. Get maybe two or three accounts in one quarter and the next get two or three more. You don't need 10 all at once. But once you get 10 all at once, just maintaining them properly and keeping them in good standing will help you a whole lot. Lastly, two or less hard inquiries reported on your credit 
profile. The inquiries just make you look thirsty for the lack of better words. I'm sorry. It makes you look like that to lenders, whether it be for a loan, a credit card, a retail card. They are going to look like, why is this person applying for so much credit? especially if it's in a short period of time. You definitely don't want to look like on paper that you need someone else's money. Just like once you get the cards or get the accounts, you don't want to max them out like you're in desperate need for the amount that they've given you. If you guys ever notice, when you use your credit card so much to the point where you're maxing it out, they start to lower your amounts. And when you use it moderately, like that 30% or under or a little bit over, but always paying the bigger amount, they give you more faster. So they raise your limit. Follow all those steps and then leverage. Make it work for you. One thing I can advise to you all after working in the credit repair industry is to not be scared of your credit. Don't be scared to use your credit. A lot of people that I come across think they have bad credit and they're just, they've never built it. There's nothing literally on there. And don't be afraid to use it. Use it to your advantage. Once you get the information and seek the things that you need to get started and you actually start, you're going to see how easy it is to manage as well as how it can help you pivot financially and sometimes even relieve some financial tension. All of these tips have helped me grow in financial stability. And as a noun girl in constant transition, I know it can be a little overwhelming while trying to find your way and juggle all these financial thoughts and goals and barriers. But I hope these starting points have been helpful. But on this journey, always remember to be gentle with yourself because we are always becoming. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Now Girl podcast. Make sure you like and comment on your favorite podcast platforms. And don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode.